What's up guys, Josh here from the Rising Action Podcast. In today's episode, Grayson and I get into a great discussion about indie filmmaking and list our five favorite A24 films. So stay tuned for that, and now I'm going to shut up and get into it with Grayson. You're fond of me lobster, ain't you? You're drunker than a virgin, a fence. I seen it, you're fond of me lobster. Say it. Say it. Damn ye! I don't gotta say nothing. An excerpt from the lighthouse. (laughs) Welcome everybody to the Rising Action Podcast. I am Josh. I'm I'm here with Grayson. Grayson is drinking orange juice. Yes, actually it's more like crystal light orange juice stuff. It's not real orange juice. It's like a... You sell out. It, it's good. It tastes like Sunny D. <laughs> you sell out. Man, Sunny D. Remember Sunny D? Nobody drinks that anymore. I hope everybody's having a good <laughs> middle. We're just glossing over that. <laughs> I hope yeah. everybody's having a good week so far. Um, we've got a very... This episode is one I am very excited about. I don't know about you, Grayson, but we've I, had some I mean, good ones so far. But this one, this one's going to hit the spot for me. Listen, man. That's is on is that's the plan. I honestly like you were the one who came up with this, so like I can't say I'm like oh yeah we both worked really hard on this because I was like all right sounds good to me. But <laughs> I mean I did a, I did do a little bit of homework. I watched I like I watched a movie under the vein of what we're talking. Well, I mean if you if you clicked on it, you know we're talking about a twenty four movies. Yeah, um, we're talking about indie filmmaking today. Yeah, kind of like the style, like just. The style of indie filmmaking, like, because it's like, you know, the term indie has changed or it's not like, uh, you know, you think like, like the back in the day, like big movies could still be indie movies, but like, right. It was, but now it's like indie is more like, oh, the way it's written, the way it's shot, the actors, the, the style of the storytelling and all of that, which we'll, we'll get into a, a little bit. Yep. Um, so some housekeeping items before we hop into it. You can follow now the Rising Action Instagram page. I don't think we had one. Did we have one as of last episode? Uh, it, we made it like right after we uh, finished recording. Why did my screen All right. so So you can follow the Rising Action Instagram account at Rising Action underscore on Instagram. You can't see my finger. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at... Well, just Instagram at Josh Johnson 98 and on Twitter at Josh Johnson underscore 98. Yes. And you can follow Grayson at Schradester 8 on everything. Yeah. Twitter, Instagram, not Facebook. I don't have Facebook. Uh, don't follow me on there. If you, could, if you find <laughs> some guy named Grayson Schrader, then it's not me. Um, I'm actually not on Instagram right now. That I was on that app way too much, so I decided to delete it for... I'm probably going to stay off of it for a month. I've been a lot... I've, I To be honest... I've been a lot more freed from not being on that app, but p- please feel free to follow me. I'm going to come back at some point. I kind of have to uh, <laughs> because, like, I got to keep up in tune with everything. But right now, I'm just on the Twitters. That's where I'm active at right now. So, yeah. This is a total rabbit hole, but Twitter is life-giving. Twitter is, dude, Twitter has brought me so much joy the past two days. <laughs> I love dude, Twitter so much. <laughs> dude, there's, like, like, there's, like, there's memes that are exclusive 
to Twitter, right? right? Like it's like it is yes. a and so like if you're not on Twitter, then you're just missing an entire like section of memes. And right now there's this whole thing of like my plans in 2020, 2020. and yeah. that is like my favorite thing because it's not on Instagram or anything like that. It's no. only on Twitter, and it's just like people like basically the point of the joke is like my plans. It's like a good thing, and mm-hmm. then like and it's usually like a, a template like from a movie or something like that. It's like my plans. And then 2020, it's like the horrible version of that or like the thing that went wrong. So like my favorite one, which we saw last night, I retweeted and you were like, you were dead. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, it was from revenge of the Sith. It goes my plans and it's the younglings training. And then it says 2020 (laughs) and it's Anakin just about to just whack all those little kids. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite one I saw today was, uh, it was my plans, and a kid is going down a slide in a playground. Mm-hmm. And then it was 2020, and the kid is going down the slide, but instead somebody photoshopped the slide to be a cheese grater. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's so funny. God, that'd be awful. Could you imagine? Terrible. Oh, that'd be, yeah. Yeah, Twitter's fun, man. Twitter, Twitter <laughs> is fun. fantastic. So, back on track. Yeah. We want to we talk about some indie filmmaking today yeah and uh initially the the first knee-jerk reaction for me was oh we're talking about a24 movies which we will but first there was another company that sort of dipped their toe into distributing indie uh, movies and kind of making it a thing and that was annapurna pictures yeah which we um, thought last night they had gone bankrupt, according to you, and then we looked it up and it was like, oh no, they're still making movies. They're still, yeah. They, it's, it looks like it's a very weird situation where yeah. they're not bankrupt, but they kind of did go bankrupt, but they're not. Yeah, basically, like from what you said, it was like, oh, they went bankrupt, and then the dad of the CEO of Annapurna was was like, yeah, I'll get you out of this rut, and he pretty much cleared the debt, like paid the rest of the money off, and. I guess they're okay now. Um, yeah. So from what I can tell, they're not going to be as, uh, what's the word? They're not going to be making as many movies or distributing as many movies as they yeah. have in the past. Right. I think in the past and, uh, what ultimately caused them to get into this situation was they just took everything. They didn't say no to anything. Yeah. You were saying like how, um, <laughs> The person who created it was like they just accepted everything. It was like green light, green light, green light, and they weren't very frugal on right. likes or selective. Right. Um, they didn't create a brand, which is something that I think A twenty four has done very effectively. Yeah. Annapurna didn't really create a brand. Yeah. Um, but they did release some movies that won some awards. They were extremely popular. Um, some of them are not even remotely indie movies. Some of them are very much indie movies, and the kind of movies that you'll see. That we now see uh, A24 making. Yeah, yeah. With regularity. Yeah. Um, it was weird because like, I looked up, because I was trying to think, I was like, what A24 movies have I seen? And I was looking it up, and like when I went on there and looked, I, just, I went on Netflix, because I was like, Netflix probably has a good amount, and I just looked up A24. Yep. And it was like, it pretty much had like a good amount of their catalog on there not everything um mm-hmm. they took off a cut like one that i was i had gotten about halfway through and then i never finished watching called mojave or mojave mm-hmm. and i never finished that one um yeah. i don't think it's on netflix anymore but the one of the things that popped up was her and i was like is her a24 and i was like i did not see nope. that on the list and you were like yeah that was annapurna i was like okay and then I, you were like yeah they kind of were like 
they they walked so that a24 could run that's how you put it <laughs> yeah yeah i really um i was fascinated by the story of annapurna um mostly because it's it's kind of like a happy sad story at the same time yeah um because the ceo of annapurna is somebody who loves filmmaking her name is megan ellison um and she's uh, from what I, I've read and can tell, she's a socialite. Her dad is extremely rich. Um, and as a result of that, and she also has done some entrepreneurial stuff on her own. Like, it's not yeah. just daddy's money kind of thing. But um, she's very, very well off. And she then took that financial capital and invested it in filmmaking and mm -hmm. opened up Annapurna, which is extremely admirable. And I love her for doing that because... Yeah. Uh, before that, there was not really a production company that consistently distributed indie movies. Mm -hmm. um, and indie filmmaking is really like a tentpole kind of. It's a genre rather than like a oh they're into like they're making the movie with their own money because right. it's like and that's what I was saying uh, earlier um, before we kind of really got into it was like um, like a twenty anything that is made by a twenty four is not an indie movie by all technical accounts it is not an independent film because it is being funded by a24 same thing right. with annapurna but right. it's the the way these movies are made and kind of the frankly like the creative push and like style of these movies that are that define like you know it being indie it's like they basically the corporate overlords at a24 are right. like do what you want they're like, they don't care, yeah. you know, or as, for example, someone who, you know, I'm very much invested in a lot of movies that are run by corporate overlords that do care about it. And, and often it ruins the movies. So right. that would be like, um, <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna, I'm not, we're not going to talk about that. I was going to get more into the so Sony with Spider-Man. Oh um, yeah. Which is one that like, you know, the amazing Spider-Man two and even Spider-Man three. Yeah, and, now even and Warner new... Brothers has been known to do that as well. Yep, yeah, um, especially with the more recent DCEU movies and things like that. And yeah. it's like basically the these guys are like, company. yeah, it, yeah, and it's like a, it's become a trend. And so that's when it's like basically what defines these this new era of indie movies. And I put quotes around that because, like I said, they're not actually indie. Is that they are they they, they have no creative chains on them other than the budget and the people who are making the film, right? Right. That pretty much their mind and their money is what allows them to do it. The other, the guys in the, at the big oval table at the top of whatever A24 tower there is, I don't know if that exists. I doubt there's a tower. I, 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 I doubt it. That's just what I imagine when I see CEO and like the, the board of directors and right. all that. Like they're not going like, oh yeah, you need to, you need to get a big name actor like Brad Pitt in this. But like, that's the thing is it's a big appeal to a lot of exactly. uh, big actresses because, so I didn't identify this until last semester when we started working on a short film together, or a, a, a series of short films. And when I got into mild acting, I would say, and I still would love to get into more acting because uh, it's yeah. been a while. And like, I just really enjoy that. Like I get to play a character. It's, it's so fun. It's like playing dress up, you know? Yeah. Um, and like playing make believe, but like you get to really immerse yourself in it. Um, 
And I remember like when I was doing that and like reading scripts like that you said and you guys were pitching the story to me and like you wanted me as a character in I, in your second short film. No, mm-hmm. it was your first one. It was I was in all three of them because the the third one we teamed up on. The first Which one, one was the first one. The first one was where I get run over. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That one was fun. That one was fun because I got to literally get pushed on the street and scream at the top of my lungs in our campus, and I was really hoping someone would just think that I was getting <laughs> murdered. So um, essentially the the slug pitch for that was, uh, uh, what was it? Oh, I played a detective that was trying to pin a crime he committed on a um, But you weren't a, a detective. Inmate. You were like... I don't know what you were really. You were like an I, FBI I, agent, maybe something. Like, you know that. Yeah, we didn't really get into the nitty gritty of it. But basically, no. like, you committed a crime, and basically, you like my character threatened that like you wouldn't get a promotion, and you were really desperate for it. Right. And so you're like, all right, well, if I'm gonna like because I wouldn't pass this certain bill or whatnot, and you were like, you really wanted that, and so then you. I don't know if I, it was determined I if I I pushed you in front of a car, yeah. yeah, and then I tried to pin the, the crime on the driver. Yeah, who was a drunk driver. Who was a like. drunk driver, yeah. But it was like he didn't intentionally, like, you know, he just got pushed into the street. He wasn't, like, right. really drinking. The and premise so, was cool. Yeah, it was cool. We Honestly, we had some really good ideas. Um, the second yeah. one was was a lot more funny and goofy. <laughs> I uh, watch that one for fun sometimes. Dude, it's, so it's called <laughs> Chauffeurs. And yeah. it like our professor just loves that short like because it's so it's so it does comedic. not take it does not take itself seriously at all except at the end where it gets really dark where it's like but right. no it, but it's but it's that's kind of like the it's, fun of it like yeah. it's funny and it's darkly humorous yeah it's dark it's a, a dark it's a dark comedy yeah is what it is like yeah. it's like it's serious but also like it has these comedic elements like that you're just laughing at yeah. Um, and in that, I got to play, like, a really bad dude. And it was so fun. I was like, dude, I get to be a bad guy. Like, I slicked back my hair and, like, I shaved, like, clean-shaven and yeah. everything. I, and I was like, I got to have a gun. Like, it was really fun to do. I, I literally went to Marshall's and bought, like, a mob boss-style shirt <laughs> for, like, $5 just so I could get it. Like, I was like – it was like a medium. So I remember I was like – my like, I was like – like busting through that shirt, like I was like, dude, I look jacked right now. <laughs> I, I have not worn that shirt since then because uh, I'm like, That's it's just awesome. so, it's so tight. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the last one was like uh, probably it was an action most, short. That was the most fun to make, undoubtedly. Yeah. At least for yeah. me, it was. Um, Chauffeurs was definitely the most fun for me, but that last one was a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah. Um, and anyway, that all of that's kind of pointless other than the fact that I'm saying like that, that really got me into the whole acting side. And so when these scripts were presented to me, I'm like, okay, I can get, really get into it. And obviously like it has to be people like I trusted you and a mutual friend of ours. Uh, shout yeah. out to Seth. Um, shout for, out to Seth. Hope you're <laughs> listening to the podcast. Yeah. We know he loves a 24. We, we really do like, we yeah. know he does. Yeah. Um, and I trusted you guys. And so, um, so now I can see when an actor, a big name actor, like, Obviously, there's so I think there's two to three different types of films. There's the there's the film that actors do straight for a paycheck, right? Yeah. Where it's not a great script, it's not like this amazing movie, but they get paid a lot of money for it. It'll make a lot of money with general audiences. So that that'll be your 
That would be your Transformers movies or your Fast and Furious movies. Those movies that are like straight up popcorn flicks, right? They don't really have yep. a whole lot of substance to them, but they do have yeah. that fan base and they're very popular with mainstream audiences. They're yep. not like these really articulately crafted stories with great character arcs and, and emotional right. beats. Like they can have them, but they're not going to get that. They're very surface level. No offense to those movies. If you love those movies, like love what you love. But right. um, then there's the middle ground where it's like, it's these big action franchise or big franchises. They don't have to be action per se, but that also have good stories and, but also get actors a huge paycheck. That's like your Marvel and your star Wars and your DC um, lesser so DC now, but definitely the Marvel, Star Wars, Disney in general. Yeah. Uh, right. Um, yeah. And then there's the other thing, which is the A24 Annapurna, where those are films made strictly like for with a creative story that are made by great directors, great writers, and usually great actors. And that's Correct. like the one it's like, that's the ones that the actors probably have the most fun doing. Maybe sometimes with those Marvel movies and stuff, but like they really stretch their acting capabilities, right? And allow them to pretty much flex on like, okay, this is where I can really shine as an actor. And you and see that, a lot of director actor combos in movies like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, where it's like a, a serial, for example, um, what is the one I'm thinking of? Uh, a ghost story with. <clears throat> David Lowry, right? David Lowry, right. David Lowry and Casey Affleck worked together a bunch. Um, they did Ghost Story, which was distributed by A24. They did uh, uh, Old Man and the Gun, which was Fox Searchlight. Um, mm-hmm. What else did they do? Uh, they didn't do Manchester by the Sea. Somebody else did that. Somebody yeah. else directed that. But um, you see a lot of director-actor combos in indie filmmaking, which is a lot, it's really cool to see. Um, also, a little-known fact is Brad Pitt is producing a ton, a ton of indie projects. Is that really? Yes. So it's And it's not even movies he's acting in. Like It's a whole bunch of different things. But one thing I have noticed, and if you really look for it, you'll notice this too, is you see Brad's name credited in a lot of movies that there's no Brad Pitt in. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot of times movies that are distributed by, uh, like, an A24 or a Annapurna or Fox Searchlight or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, it like, I think I saw his name in A Killing of a Sacred Deer. And I was like, what? Really? <laughs> I was like, there, there's no Brad Pitt in this. Um, and so it, it's things like that where it's, this is really, really cool because it's a guy like Brad Pitt who is, you know, that's world honestly, famous. And that's honestly, like, this is this may be a separate discussion um, but like, that's kind of kind of some of the best actors are the ones that are willing to get into these really small projects because yeah. and also like they they understand writing, producing, directing, and acting. They they understand the whole shebang. Like Ben Affleck, um, I think Leonardo DiCaprio kind of has some of that experience. Like, yeah, um, you know, actors that you really um, that are really noticeable and, and go down as some of like the greatest actors in history. Yeah, have their hands in kind of all sides of films, um, and and so I think I mean you, most A twenty four movies now ha- are like they're led by big actors. Yeah, or they they have actors that um, it's usually either an actor that people recognize or a director that is kind of an up and coming director that people also recognize. Right, that would be like um, 
the Safdie brothers. Yeah, or the, like, the Cohen brothers. Um, Robert uh, Eggers. Robert Eggers, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, so I got a question for you. Um, okay, go for it. Uh, I don't know that... Uh, indie movies, are they're kind of mainstream now, but they're not... It's mainstream super with mainstream. With, I was gonna connect this earlier when we were talking about Twitter. I'm like, it's a twenty four. Now that is with film Twitter, right? There's the whole joke right. of like film Twitter. They're like, oh, I love a twenty four movies and everything. Right. Like like, <laughs> it's like I loved Midsummer. It's such a great movie. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so like, um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. That's what I was saying. Is like it's they have become more mainstream, but it's like with like a niche part of mainstream. Like they become mainstream for movie lovers right but not all movie lovers love yeah anyway so when did you kind of like realize that a24 was a thing when did you start watching a24 movies because i know for for me this is like it in the grand scheme of things this is kind of a recent thing yeah um you answer first i'm gonna think about it (laughs) so i i gotta preface this with a little bit of a background on josh uh, yeah. I uh, showed up to college expecting to major in exercise science. Same. I Really? Yeah, we talked about this. We were both uh, exercise I, science majors. That's crazy. I totally yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's wild. Um, so I got to college. I was going to be a personal trainer. I liked movies but was not really into movies other than, like, I watched them a lot. Same. For fun. But it, yeah. it was kind of like mainstream movies. Like, it was you not... Did- Anything. But you also probably crazy. like if you were like me, you didn't think there was like a career in it. Like you're like, oh no. yeah, like I'm not like I'm like that's not a, a, a that's not a logical job. Like it's just like oh this is an yeah. entertainment thing. Like there's nothing else to it than that. I did not see a career path in it. And then I switched my major, and I became friends with Seth. Yeah, our mutual filmmaking buddy. Yeah, and that just kind of flipped everything on its head. Um, and through hanging out with him, which is honestly like one of the biggest kickstarters for my career creatively, was having friends that were also mutually in, invested in it. And so out of that, I kind of just adopted some of his taste in yeah. film and, you know, mu- like everything was yeah. film, music, everything. Um, and one of those things was A24. And to this day, Seth is sending me movies that I've never even heard of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like recommending to me trailers of movies I've never heard of. He's like, dude, go watch this. And I watch it and I'm like, holy crap, that looks so good. Yeah. He sent me uh, Green Knight uh, before anybody else did. Um, so he really influenced my love for filmmaking, but also indie filmmaking. Yeah. And out of that, I've got several other friends that I lived with. Um, and we're, we still all have a group chat together and we all talk about movies and filmmaking yeah. and nerdy stuff like that daily. But it was that group of friends that I found after switching my major to media communications and kind of deciding, okay, I'm going to pursue this as a career. And then it all snowballed. And all of a sudden, I discovered indie movies. And at first, I was like, these are really weird. And I don't know if I'm really into them, but I kept watching more indie movies and I realized I like these stories and I started writing short films that were kind of like that and I wrote a feature that was kind of like that 
Yeah. Um, I remember there was one short that you did, and this was before we were really friends, but it was kind of like what, like how we met. Um, and it was like one, I don't remember the name of it. Um, it was probably my sophomore year, your junior year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one where you're like in a car talking on the phone with presumably your girlfriend or something like that. That and was not scripted. That was not scripted. That was not scripted, no. Really? We pulled that out of our butts. Really? Yeah. That was such an interesting, like, interpretive short that I, like, loved. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, dude, this guy's cool. I was like, he made, like, this, <laughs> this is dope. Like, because, yeah. like, yeah, like, I don't, there's not, there wasn't a whole lot of people, like, I don't think there's a whole lot of people at our school that, you know. There's like, not a whole lot of people at our heavens. school I love in general. indie movies. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, yeah. It's, yeah. There's a selective group, even within Mediacom, uh, there was people that were like just doing it cause it was, they thought it was easy A's, which if you approached it right, it could be an easy A. Yeah. Um, there were people that did it cause they wanted to go to like news and be reporters. And then there was people like you and me that were like, we really want to take this to a yeah. whole different level. Yeah. Um, we love storytelling. And I didn't really right. realize that until this past year even. Yeah. Because I, I joined Mediacom for, and, and I still want to do this. I, I'm thinking of, you know, taking multiple career paths. But that's one of the reasons why I started um, my other podcast and, and now this podcast. But um, I, because uh, I wanted to go into, like, entertainment journalism. I want to, you yeah. know, want to work at IGN and or GameSpot or Game Informer or something like that where I'm like, oh, I get to review movies or, uh, like, write about games and stuff that I love. Because, like, that was what transitioned me into... Um, Mediacom in general, because I remember I was, I would, every day for my sophomore year, I for the first semester, I'd have to drive 40, 40 minutes to school. So it yeah. was a, a 40 minutes there, 40 minutes back. And I was like, I have to start do, doing something to occupy this time. That became podcasts for me. And mm-hmm. I started listening to podcasts of movie reviews and game yeah. reviews and stuff about storytelling and comic books. And that's yeah. when I was like, what the freak am I doing? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I, you know, I like exercising. I like staying fit, but yeah, you want to know the reason why I started exercising? This is going to sound totally nerdy, but it was from Spider-Man, right? <laughs> it's like, I want to look jacked like Tobey Maguire in that first Spider-Man movie or Andrew Garfield in the amazing spider movies. I'm like, and even the other Marvel movies, I'm like, Chris Evans, yo, that man's yoked. Like, I was yeah. like, I want to get like in good shape. So that was what inspired me that, and I, you know, I still love exercising, and thank God gyms opened back up yesterday because, like, that was I we got still don't have gyms <sighs> for real. <laughs> yeah, they're still not open yet. Yeah, well, we have regulations where it's like, oh, like they only can keep a certain amount of people in the gym, but that my gym is never busy, like usually mm. busy, and I go late at night, and they're mm. like, as long as like people aren't like on machines next to each other and stuff like that, so it's there's never more than like twenty people in the gym. That's uh, incredible. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Was there anything else you had to say before I kind of get into my whole spiel? Honestly, I, I just, off. I just kind of wanted to like. Um, so basically, talk- like a twenty four and like whole independent filmmaking stuff was very fresh for you, only within the past yeah. maybe four years. Yeah, like the first a twenty four movie I remember watching was Slow West, and I probably watched it in twenty seventeen. Yeah. And that that oof, oh, everybody knows by now we love westerns, and so yeah, 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 that yeah. move that woof an indie western. I was like, I didn't know I could love something so much until I loved this this much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 
so I guess with my thing to pre- preface, like I have always loved movies. Um, and I mean, I probably have loved movies since I was a very young child. And I would say Star Wars is probably what got me into movies. Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Ghostbusters, Back to the Future. Like yeah. those movies were like what I was like, dude, movies are sick. <laughs> and my dad has always been a big movie buff. However, yeah. I was never really into the whole like, you know, movie movie like films you know where it's like mm-hmm. and so i remember what really got me into it and this isn't even like indie movie i mean they kind of are i guess it's like this is, it's not really an indie movie but i remember the first movie like i had a friend who lives in illinois and i met him over xbox in like 2013 and mm-hmm. i remember he was like him and i both got into to movies at kind of at the same time and and he's the one who started to tell me about all of these other movies and he recommended me this movie called drive. Oh, and, (laughs) and, and I was like, okay. And I was probably when he recommended me this, the movie came out in 2011 or 2012. I think I watched it in, actually I probably watched it in like 2016, but that was the first thing that I remember. Actually it was the guest is probably the first movie he recommended me. Mm. But then drive was like the one that stuck out the most. And I was like, "All right, watch this." And that was the movie that is that is my favorite movie of all time. Is Drive? Just to preface really? that, yes, is, yes, it is. And that, I think it's because that is the movie that got me into the deeper side of film. It's like, like you I mean obviously, if you're going to ask me my favorite movie of all time, it's probably going to be a Star Wars movie. But I'm, you know, I kind of separate that. I'm like, there's Star Wars, which is like why, I, like I just enjoy the entertainment industry and just that, like I love that story. Star Wars, fun fact, was pretty much an indie movie. It was yeah. all paid out of George Lucas's pocket and stuff. Yeah. Like he paid with Empire Strikes, paid for Empire Strikes Back with the money he got from A New Hope, um, which is pretty impressive. That's awesome. So, like you know, that's definitely like more credit to what indie movies were. But obviously, you think the Star Wars, you don't think like, oh, this is an independently made movie. Like it's not like super yeah. deep or artsy. That's how that medium has changed. So then, Drive is what got me into that whole stuff. I love that movie. And then. Then I like he would just recommend me more movies and like all of this stuff. And I remember I think I'm gonna look at my list right here. I'm not gonna give the um, like my order yet or whatever. I believe the first one I watched was Moonlight. That was the first one I mm-hmm. watched because that was that was the year 2016 when I really wanted to get into um, you know the Oscars and like yeah. the movies that were like you know obviously and um, Moonlight won Best Picture that year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, wasn't it like that was the year that like they messed up though, and it said like something because like, that was the same year that La La Land came out, I think. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That was the year they had the whole debacle where they were yeah. like La La Land, and they're like, wait, 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 no, no, Moonlight, Moonlight, yeah. <laughs> and everybody's yeah. like, what the crap? Yeah, every, I remember like, being like so mad that La La Land was sweeping everything because I just yeah. don't like musicals. Oh, but I love La La Land. I it's love that so movie. good, but I was like, I just have a thing I'm not against a, I, musicals. I like musicals, but they have to be like that movie is a such a different type of musical for me. Or it's yeah. like this is a movie and like it is like it's like a movie and a musical happening at the same time. Where it's not like oh, this is yeah. like in your fa-. because because I love like I'm not gonna lie, I love High School Musical. I love Camp Rock. Those movies are Shut corny. Up. I do. Dude, I grew up with those movies. <laughs> oh, I'm like no. I even like Disney princess movies and stuff. Like I love them. Um, oh, dude, geez. Tangled, my, one of my favorite okay. movies of all time. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, so I like musicals. I and is so Tangled a music. Well, it does have songs. All in it. and all of the animated Disney princess movies are uh, are musicals, except for Brave because that was Pixar. And Pixar don't do no musicals. <laughs> <laughs> I learned something new uh, every day. <laughs> yeah, one day we should talk about Pixar movies. I think that'd we be totally awesome. should. That'd be awesome. Um, 
so yeah, Moonlight was the first one I watched, and I remember that movie being like, I was like, okay, yeah, I like that, like uh, you know. Um, and then I'm trying to think of like the next one, like I don't, I have so when you messaged me, they're like, yeah, we should do like our top five A24s. I'm like, have I, have I even seen five A24 movies? And I was like, you've seen five with me. <laughs> I've only seen one with you. Yeah, that's true. But I knew <laughs> from, you know, being discussions. You, yeah, yeah. I knew you'd seen at least five A24 movies. Yeah. And so, then now I think you went back and looked and you were like, yeah, I've seen a lot of A24 movies. I've seen, so I've only seen 11. I don't know if that's a lot. Okay. That's I mean, like, that's, that's and they they have a lot, like, and I, you know, there's times where I really want to watch them. And like, there's a lot that I still really want to watch. Yeah. Um, but I have not gotten around to it yet. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of how my introduction with A24 was. And that was, I remember Moonlight being probably one of the first big movies that I was like, oh, it got nominated for best picture. Yeah. And also like that was within the first two years when I really got into, um, you know, these, I like like I said, films, you know, with a quote, because right. it's like, they're like, oh, they're more artsy and like deeper and everything like that. Right. Um, do you know what your first one that you saw was? Slow West. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You said that. Yeah. It was Slow West. It I remember was... my friend telling me about Slow West. I was like, okay, that sounds interesting. He's like, Michael Fassbender, that dude from one of the X-Men movies plays Nightcrawler. Yeah. Actually, that was, be- that was before then. So probably not. But I remember I was like, I was like, okay, I could watch that, and I never watched it until today. <laughs> so <laughs> today was I was I was, like, I, I was excited for you to watch that movie because yeah. that movie has a special place for me. Yeah, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, yeah, I dug it. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's starting like, is my podcast broken right now? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, so, I don't have to say it other than this, like. I don't even want to delay it anymore. I really want to know what your top five A twenty four movies are, and so, I want. So, to how many have you? Did you have you counted how many you've seen? I haven't, but I've seen. I think if I had to guess, I've seen around fifteen. Okay, so I went on Letterboxd, and what I did is I I went on their website. I went on A twenty four's website because you told me they have a full list. Yeah, and I looked. I was like, okay, I've seen this one, and I put them all in a Letterboxd list, which letter? Uh, and I was like, okay. And then I was like, I'm going to just rank all these because I've only seen 11. That can't be that hard. And so I did right. it all last night. Um, so, yeah. I My top five should – Let's I'm start with think. five. Okay. Do you want me to go first? You tell me your fifth, and I will tell you my fifth. Okay. My number five is The Lighthouse. Oh, my gosh. You have what Lighthouse is, at five? Yeah. What is – Oh no! Where's Five? yours at? No, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Is yours higher or lower though? I'm not gonna spoil it. I won't tell you. Okay. Okay. Well, you'll see why. This one five... is gonna piss you off. My five is gonna piss you off though. Why? Because it's uncut gems. Oh, you watched it? Yeah. Well, my uncut gems isn't even in my top five. So. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, it's not. I remember you saying I really liked uncut gems. Uh, maybe well, it was that you were more excited for it than you I were was, happy okay. you saw it. Uncut Gems was the most excited movie, like that I other than like Rise of Skywalker or something. But like yeah. it was like I remember I watched the trailer for Uncut Gems and I was like, "Yo, The Weeknd is in this movie. This movie is like got like a like I loved I loved Good Time, and yeah, good um, good. and so Good Time's a good time, <laughs> and um, and so which Good Time is my number six. It's not my it's not my top five either. Okay, um, but I remember I wa- like I walked out of Uncut Gems and I was like, that was a good movie, but like I wasn't. 
I just, I was like, I didn't love it. Like, I will say, Adam Sandler, freaking amazing in that movie. And I don't know why he didn't get nominated for Best Actor, at least, like, a nomination. But he didn't, and it makes me really mad because he's such a good actor. Yeah. Um, so, no, did I'm you not have, salty. That, did you have salty. any honorable mentions? Uh, I mean, Good Time, I guess, is my honorable mention. Um, okay, it, I, had, it, I had three. It would be in... You have three honorable mentions? Yeah. Just like okay. movies that I could not put in the top five because I just couldn't yeah. displace other ones. But I had three that I really enjoyed that I just couldn't, yeah. couldn't move up any further. What, what, what are those? So uh, first one out was Ex Machina. I really liked that movie. That might have been the second a twenty four movie I saw. I, my lips are sealed because it's on my list. So. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, I told my, you these lists are going to be very different. I feel this like. is gonna this is gonna be weird. This is gonna be contentious. Yeah. Uh, my next one out was It Comes at Night. Want to watch that one? But I have not seen it's, it. It's it's on Netflix, good. I think. So it is. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch that tonight. Yeah. And uh, the next one would be Last Black Man in San Francisco. I don't even know what that movie is. It's. I'll be honest, it might just be there because the cinematography is beautiful. Okay. It looks like medium format film. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, if I had to explain it very simply, it's kind of like, it's just a larger sensor um, in a film. Oh, okay. So instead of like a 35 millimeter sensor, it's it's what's called a medium format sensor. Okay. Um, and it's typically used for portrait photography mm-hmm. um, really really high quality images the medium format medium format film cameras like a Mamiya RZ67 or RB67 are usually quite a few yeah dollars they're expensive they, they're yeah. beautiful but that movie is essentially about a guy who um, remodels a house in San Francisco and it's kind of this whole metaphor for the culture of San Francisco yeah um but honestly the story was kind of meh the acting was okay and the script was okay like the story itself was kind of yeah i mean it was all right it wasn't yeah. crazy but it was one of the most beautiful movies i think i've ever seen in my life mm-hmm. and i just had to put it up i it, it's like this is an honorable mention just because it's of how pretty just it is. Yeah. so picturesque. i mean i can't fault you for that that's like sometimes that's just blows some like movies out of the water is just like how pretty they are even if they don't have like yeah like that's a movie that's like well kind of like the revenant for me where it's like i don't yeah where i'm like it's a gorgeous movie like it's pretty slow and i even really like that movie in general but like the cinema the cinematography absolutely just it is insane in that movie yeah but the Um, revenant is also a special place in a special place in my heart because that was the movie that made me want to make movies yeah that that was what drive was for me um and yeah. Well, I don't know if it was what drive is for me, but I thinking back on it now, I was like, oh, yeah, I like this. Yeah. And I think you'll understand like why my number one is my number one, and just because of like it's just what I like. But I'm not yeah. gonna get to that yet. So you're, you're gonna be you're gonna be shocked. My number one, probably. I probably will. Yeah. Uh, so your five was Lighthouse. Yeah. <clears throat> and and, and, I, and I will I will preface like I really liked Lighthouse, but the more I thought about it, I was like, I didn't love it because it's really weird and like. I'm not I gonna lie. That part of it. I'm like, I'm like, I like weird movies, but that was a movie that I was like, this can be a little too weird. Like, it's yeah. like, 
I don't I don't know if you have to censor this, but like mermaid vaginas and like <laughs> and like yeah like masturbation scenes. I was like, okay, well, it's very weird. It's very I weird. I mean, but like I said, I love that movie because Robert Pattinson, what a freaking actor, dude. Yeah. And Willem Dafoe. Willem Why did Dafoe he not get nominated killed. for best supporting actor? What, I don't know. The, like that blows my mind. Like, yeah. Willem Dafoe, I was like, dude, he is. He's such a good actor. He got and nominated now, at the, um, is it Golden Globes? Maybe, yeah. I think he was nominated for Best Supporting I, at Golden Globes. And I'll Globes. say, that was one of my favorite movies of last year, strictly because you and I saw that one together with yeah. Seth. And yeah. the discussions that we, like, that had, like... Oh, dude, that car ride back to school yeah. was so much fun, because we're literally sitting in the car just being like, what did that mean? Like, yeah. what like, there was, was so that many to you? And, like, I caught different things, and Seth caught different things, and you caught different things. And I was like, well, no, yeah. like, I'm pretty sure it has to do with this. Because, like, you see, like, this happen earlier in the movie, and you're like, oh, I didn't even think about that. And then right. you told me something. I was like, like, I remember the part that made me the most disappointed is, like, there's this is not a spoiler. But and he's he goes outside, right? And, and it's, like, their poop bucket, right? <laughs> and he goes out, and he throws it, and he goes, let me get away from my mic. He goes, he goes, ah! <laughs> like that. <laughs> I was like, I was like Robert Pattinson. God bless you. Uh, that was probably one of my. And I had no idea what it was, and movie. I was like, you guys were cracking up. I was like, what are they laughing at? And I, after we got in the car, I was like, it was poop. I was like, oh, okay. That that was so funny because he like goes to dump the poop and it just flies back in his face and he screams, and I was I couldn't help myself. Like that was it so goes right funny. in his mouth, man. Like, <laughs> That was great. That movie's yeah. wonderful, but anyway. I need to rewatch that movie. I think I bought it, and oh, I have watched it three times since I bought really? it. Really? Yeah, I love it. it. I will say, has it increased your love of it? Yes, one hundred percent. I need to. Re-watch I see it new I things it. every time I watch it, and it's yeah. and but also like that movie is just fun to watch for me. Yeah, and it's not the case for every movie that I see that's really weird. Like that might be one of the weirdest movies that I actually. Oh, enjoy. it's so strange. So strange, but it's I pretty. love it probably because of the combination of um, the cinematography, the period, uh, like the true to period dialogue garb, like the whole thing is just kind of like a beautiful little. It's like its own little niche. It's just. I don't know. Like it's just it's so different. It's so nice. It's so different. Yeah. It's just like its own little thing and I love that about it. Yeah. Um yeah, and also like it's entirely black and white. It's shot in 4 by 3 Yeah. It's like and the audio even sounds old. Yeah. It's so cool. Dude, and I remember like the first like 15 minutes has that foghorn noise. Yeah. I love that. And I was like It's what so it, annoying. Like, like when we saw it the in the sound- theater, I was like, "Oh, freak. There's a foghorn. This is really slow." Dude, that experience in the theater was, that was so much experience. fun. It was so much I had, fun. I like. I went to see. It was that was a great day. Yeah. Because I it was. I believe it was on a weekend. Yeah. And I had. I went to go see a John Williams uh, orchestration. Right. Yeah. In Greenville, and then my I was like, I told my dad, I was like, can you just drop me off? Like they, my friends can bring me back. Yeah. And then I met you guys, and we watched that, and I was like. I was like, I was just consuming so many art forms. But like, yeah. I remember that movie had a really good soundtrack too. It did. Um, it was really cool. Yeah. Okay. I'm so sorry, like, it's not. I'm sorry, it's not higher for me. It's just, I, it's just personal taste. I'll get fair you, enough. You ready for my number four? Yeah. Hit me with your number four. Um, 
So my number four, and I don't remember when I saw this. I think it was within the past year. And that is Green Room. I don't even think I've seen that one. Really? It's on I, Netflix. I don't think I've seen Green Room. Then give me I, the the quick little Reader's Digest version of Green Room. Uh, like a the whole like a synopsis or like a review, like a quick little review without spoiling the movie. Okay, it's just like it's basically like about these these punk rockers okay. who get this gig with a bunch of skinhead Nazis that they don't realize are <laughs> skinhead Nazis until they get there. Okay, then they witness someone get murdered, and then the the like at this whole thing. Yeah, and like these. And and also these punk guys are like they realize that they're Nazis and then so they put like play like uh, a song that like really pisses them off, um and so basically they get on their bad side and it just becomes this nightmarish travesty of like just crazy events that are like th- like and it's so realistic. Why so? What happened is I went, I actually, I don't know I'm going to say this on the podcast. Never mind. <laughs> I was like, well, like I, I'll just say like, I had an experience that was kind of similar to this. And, yeah. and so it made me think of green room when I watched. And so like, it kind of boosted my appreciation for it. Cause I was like, wow, this actually is like a real thing. Like people go to these like underground concerts and stuff. Yeah. And like underground concerts are slept on. They are fun. Yeah. But it's like, this is like, they're in like literally like a concrete warehouse in the woods with all these like, like just neo Nazis and everything, but it it was so brutal. Yeah. But like it was also kind of like it took itself not too seriously, but seriously enough. I Patrick like Stewart is in it. I just saw. I pulled it up and I see yeah. Patrick Stewart is on like the the little cover for it. Yeah, he's like kind of the main villain. Um, R- Patrick Stewart as a villain, sort of. Yeah, but he's like you don't hate him. Like I kind of like that. Yeah, I need to rewatch it again, but. I think one thing that also boosted up for me was that Anton Yelchin is the main character, and he uh. was he played um, I don't remember who he played in Star Trek, but he he passed away a few years. He, he did. Pinned. He passed away in a car crash. Not a car crash. He was in his driveway, and his car's emergency brake like went off, and it pinned him to a fence, and he like died. What? Yeah, because it was a fault. Like he had a faulty Jeep, and Jeep got like sued for it. Oh because my of like, gosh. it's terrible. I remember JJ Abrams' statement. He's like, "I'm so heartbroken." Like, like he died in a terrible, terrible way. Like he just died all alone, and nobody oh. knew about it. It it was really terrible. But he does a great job in that movie. Um, Man, like, um, yeah, Green Room, really good movie. Um, I, I don't know if I'll watch. I, I want to watch it again, but it's also a very intense movie. Mm-hmm. Um, not for the faint of heart. <laughs> As many A24 movies are, they're not really like you have to be very focused or you know you can't be like squeamish i guess you know yeah you're right you kind of have to be on your game with a24 movies you can't just you know sit back and not really pay attention to what's going on sometimes they throw you for a loop yeah all right so my number four is the witch that's my number three (laughs) (laughs) spoiler alert um I don't know. I really enjoyed this movie. It's it's kind of like it's a it's another one of those. It's it's weird. Um, it's horror ish. Uh, I think it's more horror than the lighthouse is. Yeah, which is 100%. also directed, but which is 
partially why the lighthouse is lower for me is because the witches I had seen that before mm-hmm. and was one that I'm like I I love horror yeah and um and so when I saw the witch I was like I I love horror but I freaking hate jump scares they just annoy me they don't yeah. scare me yeah and I'm like I want to feel like a sense of dread and like eeriness and I I right. watched this on like the perfect day it was like overcast at like in the winter oh at, yeah like, 4 p.m. So it's like it already felt really late, and it was like, it was like the like it felt like I was like immersed in it. And I remember yeah. I watched it, and it was dark. Like if I finished it, and it was like near dark outside, and I was like, that was a good movie. And right. I've seen that movie three times, I think, and it went down a little bit for me. I feel like it probably would end up being my number one had I had I not rewatched it. But I rewatched it, and there's some parts that like made me laugh that I was like. <laughs> I was like, oh man, that's not it. There's like, some not things in it that are just kind of like, there's a couple things um, that I feel like are in the movie to mean something, but they come across as they're just weird to be weird. Yeah. And they're, because I know the director and I have done a lot of, like, I've watched some of his talks about the, like, just filmmaking in general. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. I know they're not there just to be there. Like, they're there for a reason. But. In when I, I I've only seen the movie once, but when I watched it, I do know what you're talking about. There's a couple moments where I was like, "Why the freak is that happening?" Right and they now? like say things that I'm like, "That's like, oh, that's Dost such a goofy like line." The taste of butter. Yeah, I was like, I was what? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but, but like, like I, it total. There's totally something to that, but in the moment, I was like, "Why? Why? Why?" Yeah. So but maybe it's a that's great movie, it's, though. It's really good. I like it. it the whole true to period dialogue uh, look, um, just like the whole realness of it, I really enjoy. And I think yeah. that's something I try to do in my own work. Um, granted, I write fantasy or am writing fantasy. But one thing I try to do is I try to kind of like create idiosyncratic diction, which essentially mm-hmm. just means like uh, characters speak in a way that would be indicative of the kind of era that I'm trying to pull from. Yeah. Um, so something like that, I really enjoy. Um, I definitely cannot do it on the level that Robert Eggers does it. He's yeah, it's honestly ins- like he's a master of it. It's yeah, impressive. It, like it feels like you're watching like an, a historically accurate uh Yeah, it feel, it's a period piece, but it's more than yeah. just a period piece. Like he's using the periods to yeah. be a vessel for this story that he's trying to tell. It's more than yeah. just like a retelling of uh, that's I think that the lighthouse excels of that excels at that even more is I, it was, does. I was like yeah. oh this feels like I'm reading like an old like pirate like sh- like sea tale you know yeah um, yeah but in the the form of a film um, which yeah is, it's pretty cool so your um, number three is the witch yeah 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 so okay should I should you go ahead and say your number three go yeah for my it. number three is slow west Okay, that's my number two. <laughs> <laughs> We're having some common threads here. Yeah, so yeah. that was probably... I don't know if it was the first A24 film I watched. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it was. Um, it's the and, one that stuck out to you, at least the most early on. Yeah, and I'm already a sucker for a good Western. Oh, and yeah. so when... I saw that. I was like, wow, this is Western on a small scale. Um, 
and it's just it's just really nice. Like it's enjoyable. It's not that all that weird. It's just very relaxing. No. Yeah. Um, it just it's just satisfying. It's incredibly satisfying. Yeah. It's also really short too, which it I is. like. It's like an like, hour and twenty minutes or something. Yeah, and I saw that I was like, oh, nice. Because I honestly <laughs> like. I, sometimes I just get really overwhelmed with like these like two and a half hour movies. I'm yeah. like, ugh. Yeah. Like sometimes I just want to sit there for like an hour and a half and like it go go by really quick. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I so I just watched this film today because I was like I'm gonna put one more on. So my list originally would have been different, but Slow West was in my top five, um, at number two. Nice. So, so Slow West. So is yeah, number I two. think. Yeah, Michael Fassbender did a great job, and yeah. um, Cody Smith McPhee is was pretty good too. Yeah, I remember um, I was going to make a uh, review of Slow West. In fact, I think I did it for one of my classes was I did a, a video essay on Slow West. Yeah. Um, love that movie. Seth actually told me about that one. Um, that was that was a nice yeah. experience. I watched that yep. after classes in the afternoon. Uh, it just it felt rejuvenating. I enjoyed that so much. Yeah. That one, that's probably... Yeah, we re- go ahead. It's very well known that we both like really like really like westerns, and yeah. so like I, I think of, um, Wind River, which is not really a western, but feels like a western, and yeah. you've got <laughs> movies like um, uh, Hostiles, which is a fantastic movie. <sighs> yes, uh, like all that, just that whole era, like we are huge suckers for. I think my probably my favorite story of all time, like singular story, probably has to be Red Dead Redemption Two, which is not a movie; it's a game, but it feels like a movie, like an 85 long hour movie uh (laughs) (laughs) it's a it's that's a beast but man i just love like westerns and cowboys and that whole like especially when it gets tied to like native american culture and all of that like oh yeah yeah i really want to see and i think there actually there's another movie coming out by a24 uh soon that is a western it's called first cow um I watched the trailer for it. It looks really weird. But anyway, yeah. uh, Slow West is probably the first movie I would recommend, like the first A24 movie I'd recommend to just like it's a not, person yeah, I know. Yeah, it's not very weird. Yeah, it doesn't like feel that. indie. It's just like a small-scale Western. It's very nice. It's very satisfying. So you said your number two is Slow West. Yep. So yep, that... my number two is The Lighthouse. Well, I mean... You got anything else to say in the lighthouse? Because I mean, I've I've pretty much said my piece. Like, let's just I, put it this way: I like this movie so much, I have read the screenplay. Really? Yeah, I found the screenplay online and I read it because I was like, there is something here that is so good, I want to like take something from it, yeah, and try and put it in my own work. So, I went and downloaded the screenplay. Yeah. <laughs> and I by mean, the way, it, and I found it really interesting. Um, the screenplay is written exactly how the movie unfolds. Like a lot of screenplays, they don't give you a whole lot of detail about what's happening on the screen. Yeah. Every single detail, like the landing scene, the very first scene of the movie, their disembarkment from the boat is about five or six pages in the screenplay. Wow. Because there's just so much intricate detail from Robert Eggers, where he's, like, telling you exactly everything. I mean, he's telling you how they look, how everything smells, how everything feels. It's wonderful. That's sick. I mean, it sounds like almost like a book. Yeah, like, it could be adapted into... Uh, it could be novelized uh, yeah. very easily. Um, yeah. It's super cool. 
Yeah, I really need to rewatch it. I I remember that movie definitely being one that I thought about for a really long time. Yeah, and it like, yeah, I like I remember I had discussions with even other friends, and I was like, oh, it's like really kind of gets into the intricacies of like, um, like the. I guess like the savage side of humanity, like especially yeah. like within isolation, like yeah. it's like I mean he just crazy like and you th- it, it kind of reminds me of like lord of the flies where it's like mm. it's these dudes trapped on an island but obviously that that movie was like or that book was kids yeah but that's like they go to like their worst instincts they they go to like their animal instincts almost which is yeah. like yeah you know what like if we got stripped down to everything like we would pretty much be like animals you know right um so yeah hit me um, with your number I, one so yeah, this is the one that's gonna shock you. Um, oh, but really? that's uh, that's gonna be Ex Machina. Really, Ex, Ex Machina, Machina is one. your favorite A twenty four movie. I, you know, I probably would fluctuate on the day sometimes, but I, I thought about it and I was like, the one that stuck with me visually, yeah, and also with its actors, with its story, with its entire premise. And I remember I watched behind the scenes for that movie. Mm-hmm. I was just so fascinated. Yeah, that became my number one. I don't remember. I think I watched it on like a weekend last year or something. It may have been. I don't think it was before the semester. But I just remember I was like, all right, I'm going to just watch this movie because I've always wanted to. And yeah. I remember that was always one that I had heard about, like Ex Machina being like a, a pretty standout A24 movie, which it, it was one that, like you said, it got re- like it was one of the, the landmark it A24 won. movies. Yeah, it was probably the first, and I could be wrong here. I think it was the first movie distributed by A24 to win an Oscar, and I think it won the Oscar for the best um, special effects. Yeah, I would, and it deserved it because yeah. it has really seamless special effects. The way they, like, I, I love special effects stuff. Like, honestly, if I, if I, I would love to get in that kind of stuff when, you know, um, if I ever got into filmmaking and everything like that. But, um, yeah. What is it? like D- Donald Gleason or Domino Gleason? Domino Gleason. Is that how you say yeah. his last? Yeah, like, the Irish like guy. He's yeah, he's really good. Yeah, Oscar Isaac. He is, is like a whole different human being in that movie, dude. Oscar Isaac, I, he can play anyone, man. He like, can do anything. I, like I don't. He is so such a good actor. Like he's I love got that dude. such range as an actor. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. Um, yeah, he's he's fantastic. Yeah, um, and then Alicia Vikander, she that was like her kind of like breakout role. But right. I think what I love about that movie is that like I love um, neon cyberpunky kind of synthwave style, yeah. and that's like a huge part. Is like I love that, and I also like westerns, which is also why I like it's like in my top two. Yeah, but like I love that whole kind of like that's why I love Blade Runner twenty forty nine, like oh, and dude. all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. Like that, like that's a, just a huge part of like, like, I guess my not my aesthetic, but just like, like a vibe I really like. Yeah. And that movie, like, it's like, oh, it has like these glowing red 100%. lights yeah. and and the, yeah, you know this this and the music is synthy and it just yep. it's nice. It's really good. Yeah. It all fits mm-hmm. together. Um, the story is both equal parts weird and super intriguing. Oh yeah. Um, and it's not it's it's not like overwhelmingly weird either. Like no. it's like okay, this makes sense enough, and that's probably right. why it's like you know I like the weird stuff, and like it was weird, weird enough without being like like oh, what this did is I just really watch? weird? Yeah. yeah, and I've definitely seen a lot of like killing for a sake, killing of a sacred deer, for example. 
Um, that movie, I watched it probably two weeks ago, and I remember sitting in my rec- so I've got a recliner in my room, and so I will. That's like, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's really old and super uncomfortable, but it's a recliner, so I will sit oh. there and watch movies on my TV. And um, I remember I sat back in my recliner, and I was like. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have not seen that movie. I, it's good, but just prepare to watch some or look up some uh, explanations of it afterward. So that's the thing is that whenever I feel like if I have to look up an explanation for a movie, I'm like, was that a good movie or is that just me wanting to know more about a movie right. that I didn't and understand? So there's it, some movies like Hereditary, for example. I had to look up a bunch of explanations of it afterward. Really? Yeah, because I just... That was one that was super straightforward for me. Oh, I didn't get it at first. I was like, what I, so is I, going I will say on? A year ago, Hereditary, or, well, I hadn't seen it. I think a little less than a year ago, Hereditary undoubtedly would have been in my top five. Probably would have been, like, my number two. Because I freaking, like, I think that movie is a great horror movie. That movie's terrifying. But, um, it's, it's, like, but it's so demonic. And now yeah. I've kind of, like, and I'm not just, like, sound like a pure christian boy and all that but i was like i like i remember i bought the blu-ray for five dollars and it sat right here on my desk for a month and yeah. i and i could not bring myself to open it and yeah. rewatch it because i was like i just feel uncomfortable um yeah there's no so, shot i will ever watch that movie again because it was yeah, so disturbing i was like I'm i just, just didn't never want it in my it house like i felt yeah. like i was letting satan in my house True. <laughs> like so, honestly i don't know how else to explain it other than it was just like it was so good and I I have to give it credit for being a very very good horror movie. Yeah, but it was that's so unbelievably disturbing and terrifying that I was like, I'm never gonna watch it again. I don't even want to look like I don't even like looking at the cover. Yeah, like oh, it's, it and pr- that. I remember probably, that movie just like like it it just shocked me. Like I was like, me. what the freak is going on? Like it was yeah. so. Oh, it was just a next level of. Oh God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I and I and like I, I still. That's probably another honorable mention for me. But like, I just I can't even yeah. put it in my honorable mentions. Like, it's understood that it's great. Yeah, and it's also the reason the, why I never watched Midsummer because oh, it's the same yep. director, and I knew it was going to be see, super weird, and I didn't want to do it. But Midsummer is another one of those movies that I feel like it's. I've also heard it's drastically different from Hereditary. Really? Where it's like, it's so much more about cultish and there's like weird sex stuff. And like, okay, like just to preface this, like not to be like this, like I said, this pure Christian innocent boy, but like weird sex stuff, like does like, it's just, I just, just it, that's a like huge it. turnoff for me for, yeah. on a movie. Like if it gets super weird and like w- with like the sexual stuff, then I'm like, mm, well, and even with like, if it gets really bloody and gory like yeah. then like I, I don't mind blood and gore but if it gets to the point where it's like just so over the top I'm yeah. like I just like I, like what is the point in this you know right and like and I kind of my mom remember told me something she was like this is before we saw the lighthouse and I was like that's it's fine whatever but I remember like after I watched the movie it's like she had a little bit of a point but that was one that like didn't stick out to me it was, it was like she said like trash in trash out mm-hmm. and I was like I remember like for a while like I had like you know bad dreams and stuff I was like I'm gonna just be a bit more frugal on like the like these the stuff scary stuff I watch yeah but I mean like don't get me wrong I love horror and like yeah. I like I think one great story is uh, have you heard of the, the the Outlast video games yes oh dude okay we would play that game yeah. in my apartment for like I could only last about 10 15 minutes before I was like nope I'm out Th- yeah. That game is terrifying. So I beat both. 
I beat both of those oh, games God. plus the DLC. And they are you terrifying. Get a, they're so scary, but the second one is so effed up. Like it is, it, the story is way better in that one. But man, the it is beyond effed up, and yeah. it's also very like. It, but it gets into like, like I could see them making a movie out of that because it's like it's like I was so fascinated by the story. Like yeah. they blew it out of the water with the story. I was like, wow! I like I I watched a person play it because I was so intrigued by the story, and then I went back and played it myself, and I picked up on other things. Yeah. Um. So that's all to say, like, yeah, I really enjoyed Hereditary, but I'll never, I probably will never watch it again. Yeah, me neither. Um. And I'm not gonna watch Midsummer because I just, I just don't I'm just want don't to mess with it. Yeah. I just feel yeah. like it's, mm, yeah. I just but, don't want to mess with it. So, with all that being said, we have given. I haven't even uh, given wait, my number said, one yet. You haven't said your number one. I'm no. so sorry. <laughs> oh, my bad. No, no worries. What's your number my number one? one? You may not have actually seen this movie, and if you haven't, it, it's a travesty because it's one of the best movies ever made. It is Lady Bird. Nope. Holy crap! That movie looks so boring to me. It is. It's okay. You know how much I enjoy The Lighthouse. And for me, there is a pretty large gap between The Lighthouse and Lady Bird. Um, that says a lot, considering yeah, so, how much you like The Lighthouse. Yeah, have you seen Lady Bird? No. Okay, so essentially, it's a coming of age story about uh, a girl who's a senior in high school. And it's just like a slice of life kind of thing for that whole senior year. Right. Um, and. I think I really like it more than like it's a great movie. Like, don't get me wrong the the writing, the acting, it's fantastic. Uh, I I literally um, I like I can't think of another movie that has a better combo of acting and writing. It um, it's essentially I don't know. I, it it feels real. Like it doesn't feel like I'm watching a movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Like. Like, the characters all feel like real people. Um, I think I remember specifically there's a scene where uh, Lady Bird and her mom are kind of... I mean, they have many arguments. Lady Bird and her mom are constantly <laughs> arguing. Um, but there's one in particular I remember... Her name is actually Lady Bird? It's kind of like her nickname, but she wants everybody to call her Lady Bird. It's like this weird, <laughs> like, teenager angsty thing. <laughs> I don't know. It's really, it's that part is what the heck. But um, I remember she was having an argument with her mom in the kitchen, and it was so, I don't know. Like it just felt real. Like I felt like I was watching two human beings, and almost for that reason alone, like that just made it really interesting to me. But also, I could totally see myself in a lot of. the character like I felt like I'd experienced some of the same things that Lady Bird experiences yeah. um, and that to me kind of like elevated it to a whole nother level so on top of the fact like there's a, a sentimental value to it and I think yeah. there has to be for it to be that that high like Lighthouse has sentimental value I think um, I think that's a good point like and I think we appreciate movies more if we have a direct connection to the characters and the stories. Right. Which is why many times people will appreciate other movies more than some people because they have a you know a deep connection or maybe that movie just helped them through a time that 
um, when they needed it or, you know, a, a character in the movie experienced something. And so it, it makes sense why it would be your number one because it's not like yeah. in the lighthouse where it's like, oh, yeah, I can totally relate to this dude being trapped on an island with this old <laughs> geezer who's going insane, going on entire soliloquies about, like, right. Lord Harkin or whatever, or I don't know, like, <laughs> and and lobster, like you know, right. it's it's Lady Bird is seems like more. It's not a weird. Is it a weird movie? That was the question I was gonna ask. Honestly, not really. No, it feels um, it feels real, like true to life. Yeah. Um, and I guess in some respects you might find it weird because it truly feels like you're watching another human being go about their life in a mm-hmm. cinematic way. Yeah. Um, so I think to some people it could be kind of weird and I can see how people would find it slow simply yeah. because it is like a slice of life movie. And if you're not super intrigued by great acting, great writing, great characters, you might get bored because that's the, the draw and allure of this movie. Yeah. So if those are things that you're not super into, okay, it might not be your cup of tea. Like if you want a big spectacle movie. This, this yeah, is see, not it. but see, like, I my tastes have changed as I've gotten older. So that, like, that actually sounds pretty good to me because there's this movie that I really enjoy called Columbus. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, and mm-hmm. it's it's like this movie. It's about this girl who, like, she, it's not Columbus, Ohio. It's Columbus, Indiana. So it's like the other Columbus, and it's like one wow. of the biggest places for architecture, <laughs> like in in the worlds. Okay, in the worlds, in the world. And so it's this girl who's, like, she takes care of her mom and, like, didn't get to go to college and things like that. And she meets this uh, architect right. guy who's, like, come back because of what his, like, father has passed away. And they, they kind of have, like, this deep connection mm-hmm. um, that's, like, it's not romantic. But, like, it's more of just, like, a weird, like, sibling relationship kind of thing. It was a really great yeah. movie, though. Um, it has John Cho and Haley Lou Richardson. They're like the two main characters. John okay. Cho is incredible. I've yeah, um, I've seen him in a couple of things. I don't even think I've heard of Haley Lou Richardson. She was in Edge of Seventeen, which is also another good coming of age movie. Um, mm. And she's like the best friend of Haley Steinfeld's character. Um, they're both named Haley. Okay, life it's weird. Uh, I really she was in like a couple of other things her with Haley Steinfeld for a second. No, it's. Yeah, it's not her. Um, although Haley Seinfeld's a pretty good actress too, uh, most of the time. Um, <laughs> and, most of the time. Well, Bumblebee was kind of weird. Like, <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, that wasn't great. But I, I mean, I appreciated that movie more than the Michael Bay stuff. But that's that's another discussion. That's neither here, there, neither here yeah. nor there. Yeah. So I need to check out Lady Bird, I guess. Then because pretty much our top should. fives were the that same other fives. yeah yeah was was that like you had that one on there and i had ex machina but yours was in ex machina was in your honorable mentions ex machina would that, have been my sixth yeah yeah um and that's just due to personal taste because i really like pretty the much. whole like sci-fi thing like i'm a huge fan of uh the netflix show black mirror which is very mm. much like kind of twisted almost horror elements combined with like right it's like ex machina is not horror but it's like Combined with like, just, it's eerie. Yes, yeah, um, and I just kind of love that futuristic, like, oh, the 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 unknown of the future, like, what if this stuff happened? You know, like, how would that change society? So that's yeah. kind of that's sort of another reason why I love Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Like I said, um, and so um, that's yeah, that's just I just like the whole cyberpunk stuff, and and it's not directly cyberpunk, 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 <laughs> but um, but yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I need to check out Lady Bird. I Definitely. I realized I realized though, like I I like just checked Netflix though, um, 
and there was one movie that an A24 movie that I was watching that actually didn't get taken off so I'm going to go back and finish that. The good thing about A24 movies is most of them are pretty short. Right. They're they're not there's not many A24 movies that go over 2 hours. Yeah, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Most of them I think hover around I think that the, hour and a half. I think the only one I like I remember like I think Midsummer is like 2 hours and Oof. 10 minutes, but I just I just don't want to watch Midsummer. Just don't Sorry. feel it. No, it's not my no. I don't need to see sex rituals and no. shrooms. I don't know if they do shrooms, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. I just I just don't want to. I just don't. I don't. Yeah. Want to. Hey, more power to so you think, if you like Midsummer, but it it ain't oof, me. Yeah, it ain't me. It ain't me. So I think uh, that's about it for this episode. We got our top fives. We got to hop into some indie movies. Yeah. Um. A twenty four and Anna. Maybe maybe we'll do a updated lists or just do episodes like if we maybe you and I watch like a one of the movies we haven't seen and we like talk about it, you know? Because um, there's yeah. a good amount of them. On yeah. Netflix what are the A twenty four movies? Sh- what are the A twenty four movies that are coming out soon that you're most excited about? Uh, we talked or about just it a like little one. bit. Uh, you talked about it a little bit, but the Green Knight. Is yeah. like probably the most just because like the whole visual style like I just love like it reminds me a lot of God of War like the mm. the new mm-hmm. nor like the new 2018 one that came out yeah it's like very stylized and it's got like really good cast and um I don't know like that trailer when that guy like I don't know who it is and because I know it's like a retelling of like King Arthur's kind of stuff. Um, but it like, yeah. oh, I just, I, like, I think about it and I'm like, I cannot wait for that movie. And I don't know when it's coming out because of, uh, our dear friend, it's, uh, Corona, but yeah, probably late 2020, if not 2021. Yeah. I, I'll buy it. I, I'll buy it day one or like purchase it or rent it day one. If it just puts straight on demand, I don't care. Like, yeah, that's going to be awesome. Um, also, Robert Eggers has a Viking movie coming probably late 2021 or early 2022. I think. That's sick, and I'm super. Has Eggers done anything be... else other than other than uh, The Witcher Lighthouse? Not feature length. No, he's done some short okay. films, but th- those are his only full length movies. We need. They... He's what? also doing what? a Nosferatu movie. Oh, yeah, I like that. But that's a twenty four, I think. Right, it that is, ha- and I don't okay. know if the Viking movie has been is going to be distributed by a twenty four, but. I can. I think that's a safe. I'm decision. sure he's getting. Well, it could be, but on the on the, uh, the other hand, uh, my mind just exploded. He could be like he's getting more exposure and he's getting bigger, so it's possible he's getting deals outside of a twenty four. You know, it could be. Yeah, he could get picked up by like Warner Bros. or uh, Fox or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. That's that's yeah. a little bit further down the road. Yeah, but I don't even for think sure. they have a poster for it or anything like that. So. No, no, no. It was just a thing that, like, I you told me about it, I think, or I saw, like, an article about it, but that was pretty much it. Yeah, it's confirmed. That's it. So, yeah. there's not even names linked. I'm just really stoked about that. Yeah. Because so, you do like your Vikings. I do. I'm a sucker for some Vikings. <laughs> so, I think that is it for this episode. Why don't you hit us with your old outro, Grayson. Make like a tree and get out of here. <laughs> oh, mine broke. Just kidding. <laughs>